Hello and welcome into the Gotta Be Saints podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Gotta. Join me each week as I tackle life's most important question, how do I become a saint? Today's podcast is titled Journeying with Mary. Before we begin, I want to shout out the two podcast sponsors for this great Gotta Be Saints podcast. Firstly, we have Syndicate Strategies. They are a full-service marketing agency owned and operated by two Catholic business partners who've been working together for 25 years. Matthew Haas over at Syndicate Strategies is somebody that I have had the great pleasure of working with and also just getting to know a little bit. He is a wonderful man, and I highly suggest checking out his business. Uh, And you can find out more information about Syndicate Strategies at sinstrat.com slash saints. That's sinstrat.com slash saints. Uh, He does incredible work for the company that I work for, Sudan Relief Fund. Definitely check him out. And secondarily, I want to shout out our second sponsor, which is the Catholic Company. And once again, uh, it is nice that for both sponsors, I have a relationship with them on a personal level too. Uh, James Hetzel over there, who's the president of the Catholic Company, he is just a good holy man. And if you don't know anything about them, they are a one-stop shop um, for resources that are going to help you grow in your Catholic faith. Uh, this is rosaries, books, statues, clothing, anything you can think of. The Catholic Company has it all. And if you use code "Gotta Be Saints," you will receive fifteen percent off your order. That's code "Gotta Be Saints," all one word for fifteen percent off. The Catholic Company, because faith matters. But now we get into our topic today. I have with me Father Brandon. Gunther, Father, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here with you. And Father is just two letters off from having the perfect name. You know, he he's Brandon. I'm Some Brandon. might say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some might say I'm two letters off, but who's who's really yeah, to say? Well, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll leave that we'll leave that for something for something later. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is there's a Saint Brendan, but is there a Saint Brandon? Yeah, you know, there. It's the same saint. It's just I just have the the English version of the name, which which is a little bit, admittedly, less cool. I'll I'll concede that point. So you got just, me. You got me. Starting I'm, off I'm this, just, this podcast with teasing. a gotcha moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing. But uh, I'm so thankful to have you here, Father. And I will, of course, let you introduce yourself. Um, but just uh, to let anyone at home know how we kind of even came to be introduced. I'd like to shout out my friends and family. And so I'll be shouting out Anna McCarty party who uh, was also on the podcast months and months ago, but um, she used to work with father. And so we became, I guess, friends on social media. And here we are now Mm -hmm. actually, actually meeting, hopefully sometime we'll meet in person too. Yeah. Um, God willing. Yes. God willing. But here we are today to talk about journeying with Mary And if you are somebody who listens to the podcast frequently, you might be wondering or might have been wondering when are they going to talk about the Blessed Mother again? It's been since episode two. And here we are at episode, I think this might be episode 70 uh, or in the 70s. So it's been a long time coming. And Mary, we apologize. Uh, You deserve every episode, but you know, that's just not how it works here. So But here we are talking about journeying with Mary, and a little more specifically, we're going to talk about Marian pilgrimage sites, um, apparitions, and the whole nine yards, and focusing especially on Europe. 
Uh, but I'll let Father introduce himself, and then we'll we'll get going. Yeah, well, thanks, Brendan, for uh, having me on again. And um, my name, as it was mentioned, is Father Brandon Gunther, and uh, I'm the new associate pastor at uh, Holy Ghost, Notre Dame, and St. Bridget's in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. So uh, as Brendan mentioned, uh, I used to be at St. Bronislava's in Clover, a nice long Polish name, uh, and I worked with Anna McCarty. So that's how we got to know one another, but uh, just this summer was moved, and uh, which is kind of normal. My second, this is kind of starting my third year of priesthood, um, and so we usually do kind of two two-year uh, associate pastorships, um, and so been kind of it's uh, of course difficult making a transition away from lots of people we know and love, but also fun, you know, in a certain sense, getting to know lots of lots of new people, lots of good people. Um, and I was happy that you you contacted me to be on the podcast. And as soon as you asked what topic, um, I was like, well, probably Mary, right? Because I, I almost feel like it's a little bit of a cop out because I'm just like, well, if I don't know what to talk about, uh, you should just go with Mary because you go with what you're comfortable with and what you know. So um, that is that's where I went, um, and I'm glad you said yes. And uh, I guess if I could just go right into how I kind of got this sense of uh, Mary and pilgrimage and how that became in my life, it's. I don't want to make this sound like it's going to be a long story, but it does start like when I was in about like fifth grade or so, um, you know, being in the diocese of the cross, we have the shrine of our lady of Guadalupe. Now that's not the, the OG shrine, you know, down in Mexico city, but uh, a shrine that's dedicated to uh, the blessed mother under apparition at uh, Guadalupe. And in fifth grade, we took a mass servers trip down to the cross and um, it was kind of my first experience. I grew up in a family that were kind of nominally Catholic. Uh, we didn't really go to church, you know, unless it was a funeral or a wedding. Um, and so I, I just kind of remember this moment, this kind of seminal moment, right? This moment that really planting seeds of faith, um, you know, or at least starting to water the ones that were there. And the shrine wasn't even built yet. So we kind of, we went there and we walked up the hill and, you know, like saw the spot where the shrine was going to be built. Um, but just the great experience of a day of something that was just kind of bigger than me, bigger than the small town that I grew up in um, and being able to see like just this first experience of the broader church. Um, and I think that that was kind of some really started um, kind of a process of kind of conversion or reconversion. Um, and that's a whole nother story of, you know, getting through middle school and high school and, and all of that. But uh, really, you know, when I was, you know, I went to college seminary, or I, went, I actually went to high school seminary when I was a sophomore. Um, and we took some pilgrimages there. Um, so just kind of this idea of a pilgrimage, right, to kind of different spots in Wisconsin where uh, there's some venerable, some servants of God. And, uh, um, and this idea of pilgrimage kind of just keeps coming up throughout my life. And then um, in college, uh, I did a semester abroad, um, the Bernardi program, so a semester in Rome. And this is like my grand opportunity, right? And uh, you know, to visit a lot of these places. Um, and also the summer before that, actually, before I get ahead of myself, uh, I was able to go to World Youth Day down in Rio de Janeiro and um, was able to visit two of the big shrines. We stopped at Our Lady of Guadalupe, the real, the real one, the OG shrine. Um, <laughs> so it, it just kind of a beautiful moment, kind of my first, you know, kind of bigger trip um, and to see, you know, Our Lady um, and the, the Tilma there. And it was just a beautiful moment. And Our Lady Aparecida down uh, near Sao Paulo, Brazil. Um, wow. And and then, of course, you know, fast forwarding again to uh, college seminary, to this 
moments in, in Europe of being able to just kind of continue this idea of pilgrimage. And there's just some of the, these seeds that were planted of, of what it means to be kind of like on, on a journey, right? That's the title of this, uh, of this particular episode on a journey with Mary. And um, this idea of a pilgrimage is kind of like our, our, an analogy for our life in general, right? Uh, I always joke about how on, on Good Friday, we have those long, you know, list of you know, intercessions and in with the prayer and, you know, let us pray, let us kneel, you know, and all this stuff. And the one, I always joke, the one for, uh, there's a part where it says, grant safety for travelers and return to pilgrims. And I would think that's hilarious because we, like, pilgrims aren't concerned about safety or comfort or anything like that. They're, they're, only, they're only worried about, you know, getting back, right? And yeah. getting back to where, you know, and that is to heaven. And yeah. so um, on our pilgrimage through life, we're, we're not worried about comfort. We're not worried about making it through whole and in one piece. Of course, our Lord wasn't worried about that either. Another uh, was our Blessed Mother. She bore a lot of sorrows. And so our pilgrimage through life, we, uh, we take those burdens, we take our crosses, and uh, we just keep going. We keep uh, trudging along uh, to, to the glory, the beauty uh, of heaven. And so sometimes um, it seems to happen on like, if you're on these pilgrimages, there's always like some inconvenience or something goes wrong, something happens, um, you know, that, um, but if you're able to overcome it and there's, there's always uh, lots of spiritual lessons to be learned. Um, and so getting back to the story, uh, we went to this shrine in Castel Petroso, Italy. And so very little known shrine. Um, I didn't know anything about it. One of the other seminarians is like, hey, we got we to go to this place. And we're like, like, where is this? And all the other priests that you know, were kind of leading us were like, they'd lived in Rome for how many years? It's like, we don't know where this place is. What is this place? Where are you taking <laughs> us? Um, and, you know, all these, you know, college age guys are just like, yeah, we're just going there, man. We're going to do it. Um, and we figure out all the trains and, you know, all this stuff. And we get there and it's just like this, this beautiful um, shrine in the hills of Italy. Uh, and we stayed there for, I think, five days. And just the hospitality that we were greeted with um, in this lesser known shrine, you know, lesser known to us, but the last three popes have visited uh, the shrine. So we're like, okay, this is legit. This is, you know, this is where it's at. Um, and we had uh, Elisabetta, you know, this, we called her our Italian grandmother. She cooked our meals for us, and, uh, hiked to the top of the mountain that was there. And just kind of this beautiful experience, you know, it was kind of the treasury of getting there and figuring out these train systems and uh, this bus and, you know, all these things that, you know, in our language, you don't, we don't know yet, but to arrive at this kind of this almost paradise, or at least the paradise it was to us, of, you know, beauty and, um, and just refreshment which I think a lot of us needed during that semester, <laughs> you know, yeah, an intense yeah. semester. Oh, I'm sure. So, I'm sure. Well, and, and what is the significance of that specific shrine or is it just an Italian devotion that was created to honor the Blessed Mother? Yeah, actually it's, it's a, an apparition site. Um, oh, wow. So kind of, a, you know, a classic apparition site in the, so the I think it was a, uh, in the late 19th century, you know, a classic story of two uh, shepherdesses. I think I read shepherdesses when I was there, but I just did a little refresher. They, they said it was two young shepherd boys. So, uh, you know, we'll leave that, leave that up for, uh, for some debate, but, um, well, you know, in they, they, were, one, they can change yeah. their, you know, <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> yeah, exactly. but, uh, so, you know, kind of a, in a funny not well yeah in a funny story they, they lost one of their sheep and they went to look for it and they 
you know, found it in this cave and a vision of uh, our blessed mother appeared to them under, under the appearance of Our Lady of Sorrows, you know, the, holding her, her son. And so just a very beautiful uh, image. Um, and they, they went back again on Easter and it, Our Lady, I don't think, I, I was trying to look and I don't recall her having said anything. It was just an apparition. So, okay. um, and so similar to now, you know, the message goes unspoken, but, uh, and, um, and then the Bishop actually came and received the same apparition. And so they built the shrine, um, on that spot. And so we kind of stumbled upon something great. I went back, um, you know, every, so kind of fast forward in this story, I was, for major seminary, I was asked by my bishop to study in Rome. So I lived in Rome for four years. I went back, I think, almost every year uh, to spend mm. at least a few days at this shrine. So it's kind of, kind of my my home, right? To go to go mm. back to and and yeah, to be that. And, yeah, that's awesome. Well, then, and from there, I mean, t- just tell tell our listeners about your your trip your journey. I mean, if you're journeys, probably, I mean, if you're over there yeah. for what, five <laughs> years or four, four and a half years, I mean, I'm sure you got to, if anyone who's listening doesn't know this, you know, Europe is chock full of Marian pilgrimage sites. And so absolutely, it's, uh, it's the, probably the best place to, to go be, um, for that. And so please tell, tell us, uh, tell the listeners as well, just the different places you got to, to visit and, and check out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, going back to Rome and uh, living there, uh, you know, certainly just a great gift, just being in Rome itself, but then also the gift uh, to be able to travel uh, to different parts of Europe and um, kind of, you know, starting out uh, in Rome, you have these apostles, right? And so we're, we're called to go to the city and to do different things. You're you know, either helping, you know, at the, you know, perhaps a soup kitchen or, or you know, at a homeless shelter, whatever it is. And, but some of them are also tours. So the story is leading somewhere, I promise. I, I did warn Brennan, oh, hey, I like to hey, ramble. Talk, I love to talk. Talk, uh, talk, so, talk. You're fine, Father. <laughs> truly. Anyways, but, um, and so I was assigned to be a tour guide uh, on the Scavi, which is the, the underneath the St. Peter's Basilica. Yeah, the, the bones. Oh, yeah, the bones yeah. of St. Peter, where we believe uh, St. Peter's bones to be and where his tomb is. Um, and as we were preparing for this, we had a meeting with the head of the excavations, uh, uh, Dr. Maria Stella, which is a great name. Um, and so her uh, kind of her vision for these, these tours and her like her kind of mission statement for us was um, turning tourists into pilgrims. Mm-hmm. And I just love that. She's like, you know, people are coming here from all over the world. They get these tickets in advance. You know, 90% of them don't even know why they're here. They don't know St. Peter's Bones are here. They just heard it was a cool tour. And our, our mission is to turn these tourists into pilgrims. And when I started, you know, traveling around Europe, I, I started thinking, you know, man, I could be just a tourist. You know, some guys, um, you know, God bless them. They, had, they did lots of great things. There's nothing wrong with being a tourist at some point, I don't think. Um, you know, but they would you know, try and get to as many you know, countries as they could or try and do this or that or the other thing. And I was like, you know what, I think I'm just going to try and get to as many Marian shrines as I can. Right. And along with that, you get to see some pretty awesome things. So yeah. um, I, was, yeah, I, certainly. I made a little list so I didn't forget any of them, but I went, uh, I was able to get to Fatima, to Lourdes, to Nock, um and to Chestahova. Mm. And so those were kind of the, the four big ones that I was able to make it to. And there's also actually a Marian apparition in Rome 
which uh, let's see here, it's the Lady, it's Our Lady of the Miracle, so the Madonna de la Miracolo. So, okay. um, so that's kind of like the starting point. But then I was able to get to all these, these other shrines. And of course, you know, Our Lady not to spend a week in Italy, you know, or excuse me, in, in Ireland. Besides that, is a gift, you know, and or Our Lady of Lourdes to spend a, you know some time also in France and uh, Fatima, uh, Portugal, to, yeah. Yeah, see Portugal and Chesterhova. Chesterhova being maybe one of one of my favorites, you know, the back mm. to the home country, right? That's where a lot of my family came from. So yeah, I got a picture of her hanging right above my work desk. And yeah, uh, this is I got yeah, I have one here too. Yeah. And tomorrow this will be already released, or this will be released after, but the 26th is her feast day. So tomorrow celebrate our yeah. lady of Chesterhova. Yeah, yeah. And for anyone listening to this afterward, well, you missed it. But next year, you can celebrate <laughs> exactly. her feast. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah. And so just those, those beautiful opportunities of, of being able to, to kind of incorporate a pilgrimage into, into kind of some other tourism, to, you know, some good vacation time, right? And, and really, you know, recognizing that our, our vacation, you know, doesn't, you know, not a vacation from prayer or from our vocation to our call to holiness, but an opportunity to kind of spend some time with our Blessed Mother, to go before her and to kind of reconsecrate um, those years in Rome uh, to, to her patronage. Yeah, oh, certainly. Well, and, and I think, you know, the more that, one, we've talked just in this short span and also just, you know, preparing for this conversation, you know, I, one of the things I thought a little bit about was just the fact, okay, we're talking about journeying with Mary, we're talking about pilgrimages, and we're talking about just your experiences, but how does this then, of course, draw back into the listener? And I think, you know, we're, we're still diving into it, and there's still a lot mm-hmm. more to discuss, but just the reality that for each and every one of us, you know, as adults, there's, if you're working a full-time job, you have a very limited amount of vacation time here in the United States, especially, um, and yet, how are we utilizing that time? And the reality is, you know, you're speaking to your experience over there in Rome. And of course, uh, Marian pilgrimage sites are much more accessible uh, than mm-hmm. they are here in the States. And yet um, there is, there's the reality that anywhere you go throughout the country, there are places, shrines, um, you know, places of devotion that are to the Blessed Mother, but also great saints and just mm-hmm. to our Lord himself. And I invite anyone who's listening at home, and I'm sure you would agree with the sentiment, to, to consider in your planning of vacation um, or just in downtime, if you're doing a staycation, spending some time going to these places. I know that uh, there are so many that have never been, um, that many people have never visited. And that's a, that's a shame because they're beautiful places. I know Mm. Um, and maybe you can talk about this. Is there not a Marian um, apparition that took place in your your home state, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was going to make a quick shout out to Our Lady of Good Help uh, over in Champion, Wisconsin. Um, you know, one of the one of the you know, really only approved Marian apparitions in the United States. And um, yeah, so that's another you know great gift, especially you know at my previous parish in Saint Bronislaw. It was really maybe an hour and a half away. So really, you know, you could do it even on a weekend or even on a day trip, you could do it pretty easily. Um, you know, and, but that's really a great point that you make about kind of bringing this home to, you know, kind of, you know, the average person, the every, you know, everyday person who maybe doesn't have, you know, the time 
time probably more than anything, but certainly also, you know, the money uh, to get to Europe because, uh, yeah, it's not cheap. And, you know, praise God, you know, living there, uh, getting around is a little bit easier, but getting across, you know, the ocean is the tough part. Uh, nevertheless, you know, I, I've talked about this before, you know, and so my homilies so are just kind of this idea of, of pilgrimage and how, how can we incorporate you know, the idea of pilgrimage kind of into our everyday life and to think about what, what does a pilgrimage look like stopping in a church on your way home from work, you know, like a pilgrimage to your local, you know, adoration chapel, um, maybe on the weekend, a pilgrimage to just a beautiful church or to, <laughs> you know, a pilgrimage to a rosary walk, <laughs> you know, it could be, you know, kind of these mini pilgrimages that we're just taking time away from our normal everyday schedule and saying, I- I'm taking a journey, you know, you know, re- to something holy, to something, to a place, to a goal, to a destination, you know, to, to spend some time uh, away with, with our blessed mother and ultimately with, with our Lord. Um, and so that's, that's something I think that, I, you know, I would really encourage everybody to, to, everybody to do to just take some time every now and then just say, maybe, you know, go with the family. If you have a family and just say, Hey, you know, we're just going to take a quick trip across town or a quick trip to the town over um, and because I heard there was a beautiful church there and we just want to go, go and see it. Maybe they have a tour, maybe they have, you know, a special image, you know, that you can pray in front of and kind of consecrate the next week or the next month or the next year, you know, your family to, especially to our blessed mother. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I don't think this is a foreign concept to just, you know, I think for some people listening at home, it might seem like, oh, well, this is easy to hear from a priest because, oh, it's your, your job, you know, or your vocation more specifically, <laughs> but, you know, your job to be around a church, but that, that that's not, the, that's not the case. You and I um, at home are not, uh, you know, just under the, we shouldn't be under this impression that this shouldn't also be a part of our daily lives. I mean, if our calling, uh, this has got to be saints, if we're really called to be saints, we need to be journeying with the Lord and he needs to be present in our everyday life. And the, all, all your suggestions are so real and uh, doable. And so it's then just on you, if you're the parent, or if you're a, uh, you know, young adult, you know, making these things happen. And I, I can't tell you, there, there's no spot in the country that doesn't have something to offer you in terms of the faith, even if it's not, or even if it is your local parish, you know, I, Mm -hmm. you know, you mentioned that you were an hour and a half away. Um, I'm sure that you went to the shrine there. And at times, I'm sure you went with people from your parish or your pastor, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, and that, you know, is a gift. And I, I've been able to also journey in Europe myself. And so I was fortunate to study abroad there. And, you know, I got to go to Chestahova, but I didn't get to go to Fatima Mm -hmm. Lourdes. I got to go to other places, Marriott Zell, um, which is in Austria, and Medjugorje, which is an improved site, and maybe it will never be, I don't know, but I can tell, you know, anyone listening at home, regardless of if it's real or not, it's a peaceful place, and the Lord is present mm-hmm. there, um, and I felt that, and then other, um, in Italy, I got to go to Loreto, you know, the house of the Holy yeah. Family there, um, was an incredible, incredible place, not a Marian apparition, but um, if, if you believe it, the house that the Blessed Mother uh, said yes to the angel, it's, it's there present in Italy, which is really cool, cool story for yeah. anyone at home. Um, maybe check that out. But anyway, I, my whole point being, you know, to just kind of agree with what you're saying, of this is, this is possible and you can make it happen um, in any part of the country. And, you know, if you're 
afforded the opportunity to live in a big city, there's probably even more out there for you um, than said if you're out in the suburbs. But uh, I know I lived in Cincinnati, Ohio for two years. And my Sunday plan was when I wasn't going to my parish, I was checking out a different church on Sundays just mm -hmm. to see the beauty of these churches. Uh, it can be done, friends. And, you know, it yeah. just, just takes a little bit of effort. Yeah, absolutely. And it just, uh, you know, really points to just our incarnational faith, right? You know, we, um, you know, we have, we have souls, you know, we are, we draw ourselves to prayer, you know, God draws us to prayer. Um, but also like just moving our bodies, right? Going someplace, kind of changing our location um, and kind of changing our, the scenery can, can just really help us kind of go to prayer more easily. And, you know, just as, you know, Christ became man. So, so we, you know, so that we could see, you know, so we could uh, know him more. Um, you know, we have these places that we can go and experience the faith. Um, and like you said, if you can feel it, right. And, and that's, a, it's an important part because God gave us our emotions as well. And so these, these sites that can invoke, uh, you know, good emotions and, and kind of bring us, you know, closer to the faith. I mean, why not? You know, it just makes, you know, what it just makes sense to, to, to put in that, that effort, you know, even if it's a small effort to, to do something small. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, certainly. Well, and also how often do you or I hear somebody that we know, they talk about how exhausted they are. They talk about how it's Tuesday, you know, you're at work and all they're talking about is how they can't wait to get to the weekend. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I talk to these people, maybe you disagree or maybe you hear the same sentiment. And I ask them, what are they going to do to refresh for the weekend? And oftentimes it, prayer is never mentioned. Spending time with our Lord mm -hmm. is never mentioned. And yet, you know, if we look at the gospel, my yoke is easy, my burden light. I mean, he makes it very clear in the gospels, Jesus does, that the best uh, answer to, to weariness is resting in him. And so, you know, when these weekends come around or that extra day off, are we turning our pursuits and our time towards him or at least giving some of him that time, especially Sundays, or are we busy in our weekends only to get ready for the next week, which will then just mm -hmm. carry on that, that restlessness mm -hmm. um, or that tiredness is probably the better word. Um, but I think there's something to be said about, you know, this pilgrimage, this journeying with the blessed mother, which of course will always lead to journeying with her son. Um, and of course, as I, I'd be remiss to not mention Joseph, as we are here in the year of St. Joseph, yeah. you know, he's always with both of them as well. And so um, journeying with the Holy Family uh, is a gift. And so I think there's there's something to be said about leaning into that. Absolutely. Well, I will have one more question for this first part, and then we can uh, All right. go to part two or... Uh, pause this part and, and uh, <laughs> let our listeners at home uh, take a breather. But I guess I want to ask you, um, you know, you told us a little bit about your journeys. Now we've talked about the practicalities of it, the worthwhileness for someone at home. Um, mm -hmm. Do you, in your experiences here in the States, but also in Europe, do you have a favorite Marian site or maybe multiple? And can you share why? And so if anyone's yeah. at home listening... Um, there's also a beautiful way to journey in these places. If you can't get there physically, um, you can go to their websites. You can see pictures. Um, in some of these places, they have video tours. There's ways to 
be there without being there physically. Um, you know, even with uh, boards, you know, you can pray with them and participate in the rosary. And there's just lots of cool opportunities. So, Father, if you want to just speak to your favorite ones, I think that will probably be beneficial for anyone who's at home listening. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's it's always tough to have to choose. Um, but certainly, that's why yeah, I'm giving you the freedom. All of them, you can describe <laughs> all of them if you'd like. That's right. That's right. Well, I think certainly it, it would be the, our, you know, the uh, shrine in Castel Petroso. So the, the shrine of Santuario del Adoloras is what it's called. And, uh, uh, and I think part of that is, of course, just a familiarity, right? And, um, you know, just ha- ha- no, I, being there so often, you know, having the, the cell phone of the guy who like drives the cab to, you know, to the shrine, like the practicality, knowing the, you know, the family who, who takes care of the shrine and seeing their kids, you know, grow up over these last, you know, six years or so, um, you know, and the parish priest, that kind of director that takes care of the shrine, Don Massimo, you know, this classic Italian priest who comes up smoking a cigarette, you know, <laughs> just kind of just, you know it's like just the classic experience, but then also just the rest that the, the memories of rest, because I would always go there after, um, well, sometimes before to study for exams, but also sometimes after, right. So for that time of refreshment, uh, just mm-hmm. to say like, okay, you know, we, we did our exams, just need, just need a moment here, you know, just to spend some time. And, and then also those good times with friends, we'd always go as a group and uh, to spend some time there. And so, you know, I'd say a big part, you know, of that choice would be like just the familiarity of it, but then also just um, that experience of, you know, the Our Lady of Sorrows. Um, and uh, I was trying to, I have one yeah, right here, actually, I'll show you right here, Brandon. So it's just like, you know, the, if you've ever seen the Pieta, it's kind of similar to that where Our Lady's kind of holding uh, her son, our Lord, um, in her arms. He's passed away on the cross after he's taken down from the cross. And mm-hmm. just that image of our Blessed Mother and, and that sorrow, um, it just really brings it home because I think sometimes it's hard to experience, you know, uh, Mary's, you know, just how human she was, which was 100%, right? She's just as human as, as we are, um, you know, and you know, in all, in all things, but, you know, original sin, but, um, to, but to know that, you know, her experience of sorrow, her experience of suffering, her experience, her human experience, um, I think is just something so important to, to kind of, to recognize and to, because otherwise sometimes Mary um, can seem, you know, not incorrectly, but can seem um, kind of unapproachable, right? Um, but to have those experiences of, of her humanity, you know, just uh, can really help bring it home. And I think that's, that's really one of the reasons I'm attracted there. Um, so, yeah, I definitely would have to pick Castel Petroso if I was to, if I was to pick a fave, a favorite. Yeah, Mary no, that's beautiful. And, and I think too, that the thing that I drew from that and, you know, I think uh, as somebody who's, who does a podcast, you know, trying to always think about, you know, pulling little things that the listener at home can, can draw from is uh, you mentioned familiarity. And I think, um, you know, if if I can be so bold to the people at home, you know, you think about your if you're if you're fortunate enough to have a family that vacations, you know, you have these spots that you you know you think about what's the most restful. Somebody asks you what's your favorite spot, and you go straight to that place. You know, maybe it's Hilton Head, South Carolina, or maybe it's Michigan, upstate. New York. I, I don't know. Everyone's got a different place. Um, and it also depends on what part of the region of the country you're coming from. I think from Ohio and Ohioans, 
we run to the beach. It doesn't matter if it's eight, 10 hours away, 12 hours away. We drive to the beach and that's where we go. That's our happy spot. I know for me, that was Sunset Beach in North Carolina. Only went a couple of times, but that's where I thought of as restful, as peaceful, but it had a familiarity to it. Um, so too, can our prayer lives have a familiarity to them and they need to. And so, you know, you talk, we talk about pilgrimage today and we talk about journeying with the Blessed Mother. Uh, that can be done in a space like that. Um, maybe your local, maybe your state has a shrine within a couple hours that you can get to each year. Or maybe it's even just your local parish does a certain mass really well. Maybe it's the Holy Thursday mass that your family goes to and there's something beautiful about being there um, present in that church. I don't know what it is, but there's something beautiful about the familiarity. And I invite anyone who's listening at home to, to hone in on that, to take with them that thought of, do I have something like that? that kind of brings that feeling of familiarity. There's a peace that comes with that, or is that something to maybe build upon, maybe to draw into and figure out what will become that, you know, you've got your vacation spot maybe, but um, are you vacationing with our Lord? Are you journeying with him in that way? Are you resting in him? Um, but that's, that's all I have for this episode. Do you have anything else, Father, you want to add to what we've already discussed? No, I mean we could we could talk for days about about our blessed mother, but uh, that was I think we we covered this uh, this topic of pilgrimages uh, pretty well. Thank you. Well, good. For we'll uh, we'll pick back up uh, on this again for for part two, and we'll just ask a few more questions. Um, so for anyone who's listening at home, thank you, and join us again for part two.